You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Downtown Twitter um, and Instagram, Facebook. I don't really know her like that. Um, good to hear a look with that. Um, I don't have no AKAs today. We got some shit to get into and I don't want to dilly dally. Um, of course, Candace is still out on maternity leave, but I do have a guest here with me. A faithful listener of the show, a big supporter of the show and the network in general. I have with me Tiff today. Tiff, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's glad, happy to have you here. I uh, want to say shout out to you for, again, like I said, always supporting the network and supporting things that we do. Um, it's good to have you here. Uh, if you would and if you feel like it, tell the people a little about yourself. Don't be shy. Sure. So, uh, again, Tiffany is my name. Last name Flowers. So my people call me Tulips. So uh, Instagram and all that, I'm Tuli too. So that's where that comes from. I am from the DMV. So uh, yeah, DC, Maryland, Virginia, what up? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I'm kind of rusty at those podcasts and things. Like I'm all nervous, but actually excited at the same time. So Girl, <laughs> it's be been nervous. since like last fall. Am I still funny? I don't know. <laughs> Child, don't be nervous here. We just here to talk shit about these bozos. It's fine. Uh, ooh, Lord, not this ugly man following me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's where they all reside. <laughs> they come from Twitter. The abyss. <laughs> that was completely off script and rude as hell. <laughs> No, like you ever, you get somebody that follow you and then they got, even like on Instagram or any social media, like it'd be like um, John 16567892, so shit like that. Mm -hmm. That's what that was. Basically like a spam page follow me and like that had the ugliest profile, well, one of the ugliest profile pictures I've ever seen on any social media. I'm talking about, this. they using somebody <laughs> picture and I know it's spam and I'm so sorry to this man, but who that, they... <laughs> Mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Those are the type of accounts that are like send you the messages like, "Can I be your sugar daddy? <laughs> Do <laughs> send me your cash you, app? <laughs> are you interested in money marketing? No, motherfucker. No, I'm not. <laughs> would you like to make? Would you like to make two thousand dollars in one week? Yes, I would, but not with your ass, you goddamn scammer. Because you will take five thousand from me. <laughs> exactly. Hell, it's probably Jen Shaw as hell. <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> thank you for thank you for joining me, Tiff. Um, again, thank you for you know supporting the show as hard as you do. We definitely appreciate it. And I'm happy to have you on. Um, so let's just get down into the nitty gritty. Um, so we do have a bit of mess and drama and negativity in the Real Housewives sphere. Um, it was it came out and reported that uh, that Candy before the season started went behind the rest of the cast back um, to basically go to the higher ups over at Bravo and um, basically say like, hey, y'all niggas need to do more with race and equality here at the network and we need to incorporate some Black Lives Matter initiatives and things because again they was filming 
last right. year um, at the height of the protest and all types of things, you know, with the death of George, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, so Candy went to the execs and like, hey, we need to, Black Lives Matter is a movement and we need to incorporate some shit in there. Now, um, what she did do though, she, like I said, she went behind the girls. Um, she wrote a letter and email to a bunch of the girls. I mean, not to the girls, but to the higher ups and the executives. And this was in contrast with, you know, whether you think her activism is performative or it's genuine, that's really up to you. It don't make me know, never mind. Um, with Portia, because, you know, we know that was kind of Portia's whole thing this season of, you know, trying to be an activist and, you know, helping with efforts on the ground. Again, if you want to, you know, say they're genuine or not, that's really up to you. I'm not here to tell you how to feel about that. Right. But, but um, it's interesting about interesting. I mean, weird because Candy does do some good stuff here in Atlanta with, you know, food drives and like things that like when we say like, you know, voting isn't enough, like you need to do other stuff outside of voting, like actual good stuff, like helping with, you know, um, like I said, food banks and like trying to get people, you know, rise for vaccines and shit like that. So she does a lot of stuff that you would consider like good things, like good on the ground things to do. But she employs the city like Tyler Perry down there too, I heard. Yeah. 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 All those businesses. Yeah. Um, so you would think that it's 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 kind of weird that she one didn't tell the girls um that she did this and then two it brings up the uh, the question of performative because you know one of the whole things especially this season was Kenya you know making a big deal about um, Portia's activism saying she just did it for the cameras you know that is performative this and the third which while she did nothing I, nothing also that also that also that um but it seems like at least from this it seems like the question of performative performativism I don't know if that's a word but fuck it it's gonna be one Let's today roll with it <laughs> it is. Honestly, I feel like she should have been aiming that question at Candy. Uh, because it just feels like you it just feels like Candy wanted the spotlight or wanted the wanted the cameras on, wanted the cameras to be on when the block was hot and not when she was like serving meals to the block. It's like if you want cameras, you know, and I, and I, I get it, like you know, work whatever work you do, like you want to do it for, you know, because it's good, not because you want cameras and notoriety think that this, that, and third. So I get that, but it just feels weird that you want to initiate this stuff and you didn't include the rest of the girls, and not only that you and Portia kind of getting into it about it and y'all making up at Todd's birthday party but yet it not being aired now the the rumor was that Portia said that Portia told production not to um to play that to cut that cut that scene out and that is that is not true the produce the production decided to cut that scene out which I don't know why they did that because honestly that would have been a much better storyline than this damn slut shaming storyline they did with whoever fucked Bolo because we truly do not care <laughs> so I don't understand production's angle on that part but again it rolls back to Kenya having all this shit to say while not doing nothing you you know, again, Candy looks a little weird for doing this shit, but at least she's done something. Portia, again, whether you want to say it's real or fake, she has done something. Kenya ain't did shit but run her mouth. And lie about Mark Daly. <laughs> I saw that. And also, all this shit popped off and stemmed from a text message from Nene that leaked and Candace song got mad about. So how, how Nene ain't even on the show and calls the shit? <laughs> the queen. Lover or hater. Like, she, she's going to be we, we in the media, it. in the we, papers. 
we truly do got to give Nene her credit. Now she is a bozo. However, the fact that Nene, some kind of way, all shit rains back or circles around to Nene, you you truly got to you got to give her credit. Love, again, love or hate her, you got to give it to her. The, the doll know how to st- know how to stay in people's mouths. You can give her those plastic flowers. <laughs> those are kind of flowers she does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now don't don't give her don't give her don't give her actual flowers. Like give her give her a plastic flower. Give her plastic flowers and, and give give her one of them uh give her one of them plastic toy peaches like they're having like little kids <laughs> like give her one of them because she feels like she's back on the show right right um but that's it for that I think again I think it's very weird that um Candy went Candy did that because especially if it's if it's something that because 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 you 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 went to produce and say okay let's do BLM shit which honestly with what we know about BLM right now I don't in hindsight I don't think that was the the best of um choices because um because oof uh but I'll talk about that more on Crown of Collins because I got to cuss people out but can't wait but um you went behind the girl's back you 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 told production okay let's do this and then not only do you do this it's okay so and now Porsche is the face of it so it's like what did you gain can they like because they it listen especially given who Porsche's family is ain't no way in here they was not going production was not going to put the spotlight on her doing this shit because honestly she you know again whether you want to say it's real or fake she has been doing this for like what two three seasons now from her yeah from her first inception on the show she said, I'm Hosea Williams' d- granddaughter, or was it father? Or, ooh, Lord. <laughs> that's <Right> her family. <laughs> Them her people. Now, that's what they do. Yeah. Now, you know, mama has come a long way from that underground railroad. And she um, told y'all this year or two, she was like, you know, I've learned a lot. And I was like, that's big to admit that. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, I just want to point out the fact that while Candy, while being weird, and Portia, while maybe being weird, it all just boils down to Kenya just being a hater and doing nothing. I just want to bring bring it all home in full circle. Speaking of full circle, um, in other news, uh, Shekinah Joe. Does uh, <laughs> she shape like a circle? Uh, hold on. <laughs> Listen, Segway Jones. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, um, um, Mona Scott Young, we don't care. Save it. Um, because I saw, I think it was last week, I saw from the show, the Ratchet Ramblings Twitter page, um, that they are starting filming for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Do not care. Oh yeah, do, no thanks. Do not do not want no no. I barely want to see that couples thing they're doing with Kirk and Rashida and them. Like keep Ab- all of it. I absolutely not. Absolutely not. Please leave us the fuck alone, Mona. No, no, no. Nobody cares. Um, but Shikana recently went on live again. Uh, which you would think that she would learn not to do that. Um, but this is Shekinah Joe, so, you know. No. <laughs> do it that what you will. Um, she went on live recently and had another meltdown because now T.I. and Tiny are distancing themselves from her for legal reasons, which, yeah, they have no choice to because, again, she kind of literally incriminated and rap, rap, ratted them out while trying to defend them when news of, of what they were doing first broke. So, of course, they lawyers like, hey, y'all got to stay away from that bitch. Of course, they lawyers doing that. Of course. Any any smart lawyer would do that. Now, is that going to, does that mean that they're going to win if they go to court? No. But any 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 lawyer worth their two cents is going to offer you legal counsel of like, hey, don't be riding that motherfucker because that motherfucker could get you in jail. Um, so, she kind of went on live again 
to <laughs> I don't I don't know what to holler. She, <laughs> yes, to holler basically. Cause hell, you know she be yelling like she out of breath. Yeah, you know what that was. You know, fuck her. She be nah. Running her mouth and catching her breath. <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> it's like somebody doing a marathon and they on the last lap and they just out of breath the entire. That's how she kind of be doing. Like imagine somebody with asthma trying to run a marathon and you got Shekinah. Um, <laughs> but she went on live and she just was like, you know, if I, you know, I didn't say that I knew that they was cr- recruiting, but Shekinah, you did though. You, you literally did. Like you, we heard you. We heard you. You literally told Sabrina. You said Shekinah. You said, you said it's mighty funny how now all of a sudden you got a problem, but you was recruiting the girls with them. You said that, Shekinah. That means you gave credence to the fact that they indeed was recruiting girls and doing all this this tra- this fuck shit that they've been accused of. You can't walk that shit back. They, we caught you in 4K. We didn't even catch you because you said you volunteered that shit. <laughs> voluntarily said that shit. So that's what you said. And then, the, then on this this most recent line, she was like, "If I know any victims, you know, if anybody, you know, that 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 I, you know, know that's alleged that they're recruiting with these girls, you know, come forth and so so." You just so not only is your line, you also gaslighting. You, I imagine if somebody actually joined that line, right? Exactly. Gave their uh, little testimony. That would have been extra wild. So that was so again uh now again i don't we don't know how this is going like ti and tiny still being investigated like right now um candace you know did a little digging and she found out that t that tiny is no longer following um shikana on instagram she's not following her personal page she's still following the business page but not the personal page so again, you do with that what you will. Again, they are taking the legal counsel because she kind of is a liability for, for them. Because again, if I'm the prosecutor, all I got to do is play that first video she did. That's all, I, especially that first video because hell, Tiny was in the video with her laughing in the background and coaching her on what to say. Oh, shit. See, I missed both of these lives. So I'm just like, Tiny was in the shit. Yes. Well, she wasn't in the, the first one she kind of did, she was by herself. And then it was, she did another one trying to clarify and walk back her comments because people caught that in the first line, she basically incriminated them. Then she did another one, but Tiny was in the background with her on that one and basically coaching Shekinah on what to say. And if I'm like, we don't know what she sounds like. And if I'm a prosecutor, all I got to do is play them videos. That's all I have to do. Easy money for him. Exactly. That, that, that would be the, the easiest check of my life. Like, um, so your honor, nigga, <laughs> let me holler at you. Um, they got me fucked up. They got my clients fucked up, and I'm gonna play this video, and you tell me what you hear. I rest my case. Exactly, and then just walk off. <laughs> I just walk off. I just walk out the courtroom. I just walk off. Then come back. Then come back. Be like, do any further deliberation? Any more questions? Oh no, thank you so much. Lock the answers up. You are going to jail. Period. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I be. Um, but that was it. In hell. that was it for Ratchet Mess of the Week. Um, now let's get into this. Speaking of mess, let's get into this mess. Jeremy, you're on mute. Uh, I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> um, let's start. Let's let's start with Married to Medicine because Married to Medicine was um a bit light. Um, in my opinion, um, uh, marriage medicine, uh, 
Marital Medicine Season 8, Episode 4. Um, the Power Crystals. Um, <laughs> the rolling of the R's is sending me. Uh, I figure we start here because we can go ahead and get out of the way. It wasn't really too much to this episode. Um, uh, Heavenly getting a call from, you know, Reverend Al Sharpton because, again, we got to remember they were filming this shit last year. Um, Ash out and giving heavily a call to see if her and Damon would do COVID testing while they do, you know, the march on Washington. Um, again, in response to the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor last year, um, and the whole movement. My only thing is that I thought, I, I mean, I guess it's a case of, you know, if you can't get in touch with Damon, you know, heavily the next best person. You know, she is, you know, actual, actually a cast member. You know, she is definitely the most, um, more recognizable than Damon. But, and that's all true. But in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking, nigga, Damon is the one that's the whole doctor. (laughs) And that's what she said. So I'm glad she admitted that. Because sometimes she'd be a little, uh, what's the word? (laughs) Extra. Yeah. (laughs) Extra, aggressive, a bozo, a dummy, take a pick. All of the above. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, I really don't have nothing too negative to say about that. Um, I thought it was dope. Um, I do, you know, this was dead in the, dead smack in the middle of COVID. I mean, again, the fact that people wanted to march and protest, you know, while, you know, in the midst of a pan pizza, you know, and I thought it was, you know, nice for Al Sharpton to reach out. Now, I do definitely have my, you know, opinions about Al, you know, and the NAACP and all that stuff, but I thought that was dope, so I don't have too much negative to say about that. Um, I do want to bring, oh, since we're here at Heavenly, we might as well talk about this. Um, now, Heavenly was <laughs> with Funky Dineva, <laughs> which... <laughs> this scene had me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> He is funny to me. First of all, first of all, Funky Dineva got a new grill. You can't tell him shit. Um, which I mean, no shade, but he needed it because oof. oof. <laughs> mm. uh, so Kevin, so Quad was on Instagram, and I actually looked at this like before we started recording. Heavenly was on Instagram on Quad's Instagram, and Quad posted a picture of her looking. I'm trying to think of a, a Instagramming. <laughs> she, yeah she did for the little instagram that's a word for it. we'll go with that yeah um she had the cheeks out she had the cakes out she looked good um the thing was staying. she <laughs> quad <the> stallion um <laughs> she looked good and then heavily made made a comment she put the emojis where like you got the hand over your mouth and stuff and honestly this is this is very rare this is very 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 rare that i say this but I don't think Heavenly was wrong, and I do not understand why Coral reacted the way that she did. I think she knows that usually Heavenly is shady. So then you, when you see emojis with no, you know, no uh, kind of frame of reference for what it really means, you're like, what are you trying to say? Then <laughs> she just went off though. That's a good point. I mean, it. You know what? That's it's one of the. You know, Tiff, you're right. It's one of those situations where Heavenly. Heavenly wasn't in the wrong, and she one of the few times she didn't mean no harm by it. But keyword one of the few times because it's heavenly. She always 
usually has some shady shit to say, you really can't give her benefit of the doubt. So that's a good point. That's a good point that you brought up. It just, I did, the way Quad went off, I was just like, I turned into that, you know that gif of um of Titus? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so, just like. <gasps> I guess. <laughs> that's how, I was just like, good Lord, my Miss Quad. Um, like, like her just ripping in the heavily saying she ain't got no ass, which I mean, wasn't a lie, but. <laughs> <laughs> and she admitted it to, she was like, I can get an ass. I got the money. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, she do. I mean, she probably gonna have to take some of Damon's money to do it. But yeah, she she got the money. Yeah. Ooh, could they suck Damon's fat out and put it in her ass, like transfer it that way? Is that a thing you can do? Uh, well, <laughs> everybody <yeah>. wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, though, I couldn't even imagine. I like I couldn't even imagine Damon being like, because you know he called a buddy. Which imagine calling <laughs> your imagine imagine being. <laughs> Imagine being grown as hell and calling your wife buddy. <laughs> buddy and daddy. Like, what in the canine and friends hell y'all got going on? But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like, I get it. You can't give him the benefit of the doubt. But I was like, damn, Quad. <laughs> damn, it wasn't that deep. But, you know, again, it's heavenly. You can't really put nothing past her. So I was just crying at the fact that Funky Dineva was cutting up that somebody cussed heavenly out. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're good now, too, because I saw them making videos together and stuff. So somehow it was worked out. Hopefully we see later down the road how they fix it. Wait, um, what that talking about in real time, like her and Quad? Yeah, in real time. I saw, yeah, I saw on Instagram her, uh, Samoan and Jackie, and then the new girl. Mm. Oh, had the Fab Five they call themselves. I'm like, okay, child, y'all too the old fab for this. But, five. <laughs> I mean, y'all entirely too old for these kind of nicknames. But all right, the Fab Five. Well, shit. If, if that's the case, then Heavenly definitely Chris Webber. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause Heavenly definitely the type of motherfucker to call the time out when ain't no downtime. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, I, mm. um, I love that Contessa is hinting early that Scott is cheating, even though we saw in the previews that he's gonna be they gonna confront him later in the season about cheating. Cause uh, I agree with that producer, like in their confessionals in that scene where they was talking, she was talking to Denise. And the yeah, the producer was like, "What made you say this? You know, tell the Lord, um, tell you if Scott got any outside women or something." She just like, hmm, "You never know." So I already loved that she planned the seeds. That like, yeah, what we saw is that he probably cheated. Yeah, that was some, it was so random to me. I was like praying about side chicks. What's happening? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, who the fuck prays to, like, know about a side chick? Like, mm. but again, this just goes back to what we were saying about how Scott and Contessa's marriage is hella shambles at this point. And honestly, I don't, well, I mean, obviously we see later, because we've seen the previews, you know, we know that there's going to be some infidelity or cheating, you know, or alleged cheating or whatever on Scott's part. But I don't think this is a marriage that can be savaged at this point. And honestly, it just feels like the whole school thing honestly brought up issues that was already there. Like, because this could have, you know, we said this before, the, the school thing could have been an easy fix. It could have been a brief conversation. A, all it could have been was a brief conversation of Contessa being like, hey, Scott, I want to go back to school. You know, you know, uh, I know it's going to affect you and the kids. So I'll, you know, 
let's come up with a plan so we can do this. And then Scott, you know, what he should have done, been like, okay, yeah. You know, in response to that, he should be like, okay, yeah, like, let's get a plan. So it could have been a simple conversation. It didn't need to be this deep, but I, I feel like it brought up problems that they probably had suppressed or just been like, you know, we're not going, we're just going to keep it moving. We ain't going to, you know, we ain't going to worry about it. We good. Especially because I feel like, and I feel like I don't think this is an image that they themselves, you know, said that we're going to do this. But I feel like, at least for fans, like we saw so many of the other couples going through stuff like um, Jackie, and, Jackie and Curtis, you know, Quad and, you know, that nigga who, that nigga in the Mini Cooper who shall not be named. <laughs> um, you know, Simone. Even uh, Cecil, yeah. Mm-hmm. Simone and uh, Cecil, you know, they had that. So I feel like. You know, pre- their time. You, you know, previous season, right? Previous season, we saw everybody else going through it, and it's just like, well, shit, Scott and Contessa over here looking mad good, but it's like, are they? Were they? And you know, they they don't had all this stuff bu- bubbling up, you know, because they don't repressed it, and now it's just coming to the surface. Because again, that the school thing should not have been as uh, a rift in their marriage as it should have been. So, um. But Cecil, speaking of his ass, he in the basement just tasting liquor for no reason. Listen, that's goals. That's that's the listen. That is the type of old nigga I get. I want to. I, I strive to be just in my basement, but just in my basement, just drinking, just <laughs> just 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 having the time of my life with alcohol. Um, now let's talk about uh, this crystal party, and let's talk. I want to talk about. Because honestly, I don't really care about the rest of them apology and all that shit because they're going to be back fighting next week in a damn way. But I want to talk about Dr. Jackie and Simone because I want to talk about how Dr. Jackie is a master manipulator. And I am so upset that Simone allowed Jackie to convince her that she needed to apologize for not, quote unquote, correcting Buffy about that shit last year when Dr. Jackie was completely in the wrong. Like, that is the entire, like, the entire point and rift in their friendship was Simone saying, yeah, Dr. Jackie was not genuine in her apology. Uh, well, shit, not a, her even saying that, but just not 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 co-signing Jackie's bullshit of, you know, you, I apologized already. You know, I, you shouldn't have took that's it. That's it. <laughs> You know, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jackie, like, I see what... Now, I don't want to say Mariah is right because the call was coming from inside the damn house. However, there were some points that Mariah made about Dr. Jackie and how she um, she can lie and manipulate and be pretty much, a, be, be, be pretty much an asshole. Now, again, the call was coming from inside the house because it's Mariah. But... I just cannot believe that we have stretched this shit two seasons now. Well, one and a half. Well, Dr. Jackie is dead ass like, I did nothing wrong. And I said I was sorry if I hurt you, not be done with it about Buffy. I just cannot believe this. The same Dr. Jackie that was trying to hold other people accountable for their wrongdoings within the group and heavily, you know, and all this other, and Toya and all this kind of stuff. And now she is on the other receiving end. Like she can't, she, she can dish it, but she can't take it. She cannot be, she cannot stand being told that she wrong. Not even in a kind way. I feel like they were trying to be so nice about it. <laughs> Nobody came at her neck. 
Exactly. Like, that's the other part. Like, I could see if somebody was coming to you, like, heavily, like, bitch, you know you're wrong. <laughs> but they had that's exactly kid, what she was saying. But they had kid gloves with her. And even, honestly, the kid gloves, that was giving her a lot of grace because Dr. Jackie, that was, like, I don't care what you say. Dr. Jackie had no business, especially being an OBGYN, her dancer. She had no business doing that shit with Buffy about Buffy's inf- inf- uh, infertility. She had no business doing that. And the fact that she could not stand being told that she was wrong and that her apology was a half-ass apology and she took no accountability, she really was big mad and upset with Simone. And the fact that Simone allowed her to gaslight her into apologizing to Jackie and saying, you know what? I should have said something to Buffy. For what? Buffy did nothing wrong. Your friend was the one that did something wrong. So I didn't like that. And that was pretty much it for the episode. That's all I really took. It honestly was pretty light to me. Uh, so I didn't have really much else to say. Uh, Tiff, did you have anything that you noticed that you want to talk about? Because it was- I liked when the men had their time up top off. I enjoyed that, seeing I- them. I too enjoyed it. First of all, I loved it because it was top golf and I stand top golf. That's number one. Yes, always a good time there. Um, and number two, I liked um I liked them having their boys there and them talking about, you know, the younger generation, you know, passing the torch and all this, that, and third. So that that was nice to see. Um and then Miles, I, my heart, he was mentioning how uh holding the politicians accountable after we vote them in and you know, they're in Georgia, so that's when the whole Warnock and Austin race was going on and down there. So, like, that was special to me that they were really young and staying involved and being not stupid about it. Because <laughs> he said, we'll vote you out. <laughs> Which, by the way, these niggas still owe me $600. I ain't forgot. <laughs> I ain't forgot. Um, but I think that was it for Married to Medicine. Again, it was a pretty light episode. Um, and to me, let's go on to Ready to Love. Ready to Love season three, episode three. Tables have turned. Um, so this week, um, because they sent two men home last week, they now sending two women home. Um, and Tommy throws another curveball. I feel like he's going to milk that shit the whole season. That shit going to get on my nerves. <laughs> it's like, okay, nigga, we get it. Curveball surprises. You're not doing things like last season. We get it. whoop de doo Woo. Um, but basically, he m- makes the castmates have an elimination brunch. Um, they all meet up for brunch, you know, and again, you know, black people, we love brunch. But then Tommy shows up and be like, you know what, actually – uh, this is an elimination brunch because after this brunch, one of the women's got to go home. Um, so they have brunch and everything. Um, a couple of things stood out to me. Um, even though this was the women's time to go home this week, something stood out to me. Um, and I I want to see if I'm gonna be right next week or you know this upcoming week about one of the men, but Troy. <laughs> mm, I'm picking up what you're putting down because I wrote down. Okay, this is a fucking creep. Like, <laughs> Troy, uh, uh, yeah, Troy is um, what is the is 51 talking like this? Like he, he is definitely he is definitely the dirty the, uncle. That's what I see. <laughs> well, he is also that, but he's like you know how like on Twitter like. It's like a running joke. Well, not even a joke because it'd be real shit happening. But 
like how married men on Twitter, how married men on Twitter be like, um, like just extra like overly sexually flirty and stuff with people like knowing they got a whole ass wife be hopping in everybody's DMs and shit. That's what Troy gives. Now, Troy isn't married. Well, at least that we know of. Um, but <laughs> you, you kind of get where I'm going. Like, he just seems like a fuck everybody ass nigga that, over, that oversteps boundaries. And Tommy even called him on it, you know, towards the end of his episode, jump ahead just a little bit. It's like, bro, like, within the first hour of meeting women and meeting people, you kissing, hugging all up on them and stuff, like, bro. So he definitely gives me creepy vibes. He, I agree with you there. And he also gives me a, a for everybody ass nigga. Now, again, just like we said last, you know, season when we covered it with, um, I think, was it Neil? Whoever the fuck. Oh, Winter, whatever. This is a dating show. So you are not beholden to anybody. However, there is a difference between talking to, getting to know people, going through the dating process and just being like for everybody. Cause Troy is like for everybody. And I can see him going home next week. Um, especially- I hope he does. I really do. <laughs> also, yeah. Well, also, yeah. Cause I really just do not like, I haven't liked him since the first episode when they gave the introductions and he, you know, had this whole, you know, alpha male, you know, everybody, everyone, any woman is lucky to have me, but only slim ones. Cause that's my, you know, quote unquote preference. So I just, I've never, and especially seeing his behavior these first two episodes with him, you know, like like you said, like just being a creep and just extra handsy and flirty and kissing and like it, I, I hope he goes home. He he just gives weird vibes. He gives weird vibes. Um, but I Can feel I like- say that brunch isn't a great idea for a date? Like you got mimosas flowing. People just, that's why that one girl, chrysanthemum. <laughs> Chris, Chris, did you know chrysanthemum? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried, but she she was drunk, drunk. Like that's why yeah. Like, yeah, I think her and Stacy probably were were the two most uh, lit ones. But I think Stacy held her own. Now, Chrysanthemum, I saw her once, and I ain't seen her no more because she was too gone. Uh, but speaking of that, though, uh, speaking of Stacy, um, <laughs> I know I could tell on her face that she was annoyed that Ida kept bombing everybody's. <laughs> You wanted to throw hands, but she was keeping it together. <laughs> she really did. She really did. Cause, and I feel like the reason it was is because, like, again, this is, you know, the, the, the numbers aren't even, you know, it's 10 women, eight men. I'm, yeah, 10 women, eight men. So you got, and, you know, this is an elimination brunch, which begs the question, like, I don't, like, I understand Tommy and production switching stuff up so it don't be the same thing, but I feel like this hurt. This is hurting the process, honestly. Like all these. I have to go back and watch season one. It's my first time watching it, so like I don't know what it used to be. The format used to be like one person will go home each, like each week, like one man, one woman, you know, and they would flip and flop. They would flip flop and alternate. And it was like, and granted, it was slow, but it was, you know, it still felt like a, a a smooth process. With this, him doing this shit, these two first two episodes. I don't know. It just like, like I would have rather seen Troy go home and let one of the dudes from last week stay because I feel like, you know, given the proper, you know, time, you know, like if they would have done the process how they used to do it, I felt like those guys would have had a better chance and they would have opened up more and they would have built some connections with this is just like, 
it just feels it don't right. feel right because if they would have done the process how they normally do i do not think um christian and khalil would have went home last week if anything i think troy would have went home because again his behavior would have been like a for everybody as overlived creepy ass nigga but anyway back like ida was just she was crashing everybody's like little one-on-one time and fucking up the vibes for, for multiple people and also it's just that thing like we said last week like mama can talk a lot a lot <laughs> a lot and not only will she talk she will talk and you won't get a word in and i feel like that kind of, and i felt like she was she knew that like she was she was you know cuz they even said that last week about her like she you know she got a mouth on her and, you know, she is kind of hard to have a conversation with. So I felt like she saw that and she was just trying to, you know, like rebound. Make yeah. Make, yeah. Like she was trying to course correct and, this, and she didn't have that much time because it was an elimination, but I, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think this was for her. Um, and then, you know, she was the one at the end of the brunch. She was the one, one of the first women that was chosen to be eliminated. Um, and I saw it coming. Like, I saw that coming from the first, uh, well, not the first, the second episode, last week's episode. I kind of saw that coming. Because it just seemed like either when in this setting, like maybe one-on-one, like on a one-on-one date, maybe with somebody who can, you know, has the patience to deal with her motor mouth. Maybe, but in this setting, I kind of felt like she wasn't going to last too long. Because it's hard to make a connection with somebody when you just talking and they just listening and then they try to respond and then here you go again, talking. <laughs> and another thing. Right. And and, and, and et cetera. And et cetera. <laughs> like, that's idle. So I saw her I saw her going home. It really didn't shock me. Um, She was big mad, though. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't want to be in that interview at all. I'm going home. Like, fuck this. <laughs> she like, why y'all asking me why I thought why I went home? You should be asking them. Where it's like, maybe you know, it's because this is why, child. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, the Run call. back for yourself. I mean, the sound is coming from inside the mouth. <laughs> so I mean, this this might be the reason. Um. So she went home, and honestly, I was kind of laughing. It was, I ain't gonna lie, I was laughing because again, she was big mad. She was real big mad. Um, now let's get to AJ and Alexis. That um, was a cute date. I liked it. I I I liked it too. Like I I thought it was real cute. Like I liked the idea. Uh, like honestly, I wrote that shit down from like <laughs> a date that I, you know, if I a date that I might take somebody on because I really liked that idea. I think AJ was real creative with that date. I I really enjoyed that. Um, so let's talk about this because, um, they definitely had chemistry. They definitely had, um, a vibe, but AJ was taken a bit back about how, um, aggressive Alexis would. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually that's a better word than what you said. Um, What you said is a better word. How forward she was with the, you know, sexual innuendos and how strong she came on. Now, for me, myself, personally, personally, I wasn't offended at all. <laughs> Honestly, d- listen, this is me speaking. You know, everybody is in it's different. But I personally would have enjoyed that and just threw it right back out of no pun intended. Because <laughs> she rushed the road. 
that she that mm, 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 mm. she she was trying to she was trying to throw a lot of things at him when she tugged that bur- that beard i was like oh so she wants it like at that moment like <laughs> yeah 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 she she wanted to tug something else too um and that threw aj off and i kind of like you know, and, you know, jump ahead a little bit. Like, he talked about it at the end of the episode. Like, Alexis is still top for him, but, you know, that was, you know, a bit much for him because he is like, you know, I, I mean, I am attracted to you now. That's nice, but I want to get to know you. And, like, it's like, yeah, that's all well and good, and I agree, but, nigga, like, when you got chemistry like that, like, I mean, you can't do both. Like, you can't get to know her and the draws. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, especially... Try, but... Like, bro, you don't have to pick. <laughs> you, you can do both. <laughs> Especially when, like, like, I mean, shit, let's just keep it about when she wants it. Like, bro, like, you, now, granted, again, it is a dating show, and, like, you aren't her only choice, but, like, bro, like, you, you in there. Like, she thinks you're attractive. She, you know, you know, now, you could make the argument, like, she wasn't really getting to know him, you know, on a personal level, and I get that, and that's more so what he wanted, and I get that, too. But, again, on both parties, like, you can do both. Like, you can get to know them and the draws. Like, you don't have to pick. Now, she mentioned that she used to be a preacher's wife, and that had me thinking, like, was she deprived between <laughs> that marriage with the preacher and, like, this show? Because she just felt like she had, she'd been in the desert, like. <laughs> in the wilderness yeah right you know actually that's a good point because i think maybe she mentioned i think because i think she mentioned the she um infidelity with that previous marriage so maybe you know maybe maybe you're right maybe she was deprived because you know the the pastor was sparing the rod to her but not to the congregation (laughs) so you might be right and to be fair like i'm not saying this anything bad about aj like if you you know Cause I, I understand, you know, being aggressive and forward with that ain't for everybody. For me, you know, like if the, for me, it's all about like, if, cause, cause the thing that I liked is that she initiated it and then he, you know, responded and it was good. So it established some kind of like, okay, I'm with the shits. And what else are you with? Miss Alexis, show it to us. Yeah. So I, I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of get both sides. But for me, myself personally, I like for If you're kind of carrying on. That is my type of carrying on. Because, like, bro, we can get to know each other and get get in these draws. Like, with consent, of course, with consent. Like, but that's but that's just me because I'm a heathen. But <clears throat> but AJ ain't a heathen, and I respect that. I respect that. Um. So this... So Jason and Kaya had a cute date. I like them as a couple, honestly. I like. I think they look real good together. They had like, really great smiles. I was like, this yes, is nice. Yes, yes. And, you know, it was a simple date, you know, simple food and, you know, conversation and stuff. And I think they made a connection once they opened up. Well, Jason opened up about, uh, about his depression and, you know, seeing a counselor for that, which, you know, again, Black men, take care of your health. Take care of your mental health. Uh, black people, Black people. Um, uh, so I like that and uh, I feel like there's a spark that I like them together they just look good together like there's some little complexion you know they have like you said they have nice smiles it's like two little like two you know like, like teenagers 
Right, like two little cute teenagers. Like I, I, I like them together. Like I want to see where they go because I feel like they hit. I felt like they hit it off. You know, he handsome, she beautiful. You know, he, you know, got. You know, I, I see him with, with the, you know, with the beard and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I see her. Yeah. You know, thick as all, thick as all, uh, thick as all outside. You know, they, they just look good together. So I want to see where they go. I want to see where they go. Um. Now this um painting date, this uh triple well, I don't even want to say it. It was just a group date. I couldn't keep track. I was like, sorry, people. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to say triple date. I want to say group date. Um, it genuinely looked good except for Troy. Again, um, excuse me. Excuse I wrote me. ew in capital letters. Little <laughs> like disgusting. Troy is like it's like bruh, like you in you on a date. Not only are you on a date, you're on a group date. And not only are you on a group date, you are initially the only person with two women by, at your side. And instead of, like, you all own Andrea, and I mean literally all own Andrea, to the point of you just completely neglecting Amber. And then when you tr- do pay her attention, you, you again, cross boundaries, like hugging her, kissing her on cheek, making her feel uncomfortable and all hell. And like, again, here's the thing. I know this is a dating show again. You're not beholden to anybody, but there's a way you are, you know, talking to and dating multiple people at the same time. But there's a way you can do that without making somebody else feel like they're invisible because I forget who, but Kaya, was it Kaya? She's the one, like the dark skinned girl with the curls. Or or was it Vernicia? These names. Some of them I miss them. Um, But maybe Vernicia because that sounds like a name I... That fits her face from what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I think it was Venetia, and I forget which man she was talking about. But I think it was, was it David? It might have been David, but she even said, like, she made a connection with David in the previous episode. And she, you know, with this is a group date, but and this is a group date. And he was talking to, I think it was, um, fuck, I think it was Liz. But he went over there just to make sure that she was good and also to, you know, build on their connection. Like, that's how you do it where you're on a show where the purpose is to date and you date multiple people. You don't, you know, especially this early, like you don't neglect one connection. You you don't build one connection just to neglect the other. That's not the purpose of the show. And that's not how you do it. And that's what Troy did. And I'm talking about, and maybe it's the, I'm talking, and maybe it's the editing, maybe it's how they edited it, but I'm talking about he just all over Andrea, and he just, and then Amber just over here by herself, just you know, just looking at them like, "Hey, I'm here." Troy is the type of nigga who would tell you his nature was rising, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he, like when he was in her ear, she definitely said that. All right. Nothing about Troy just seems genuine. Like he just genuinely seems like he seems like the type of nigga that will be putting hard eyes on everybody's picture on Instagram. Like we can see you, nigga. Like, <laughs> like nothing. And I think even was it was it Andrea, or it was somebody who said it. Maybe in, it might have been Amber. Maybe somebody in their confessionals or Alexis. I think it was Alexis. Um, Alexis even said, you know, at that brunch at the beginning of the episode, like nothing about Troy just seems genuine. Like he'll tell you that you're beautiful, but then he'll be t- telling the next girl that she's she's beautiful, like and, and in your face, you know, like and only if you slim. So it's just like nothing. Everything about Troy just seems artificial and phony. And again, I don't mean to harp on him, but it's like he's of all the men, shit. Even like of all the 
cast members, the ones that stood out the most with these first two episodes and not in a good way were Ida, who went home, um, Troy, who might go home, um, and that's it. it. It was one dude from last week, but I forget his name that kind of stood out who wasn't, uh, he was in the bottom last week. I forget his name, but like Troy has just, uh, Never mind. Hmm? I was going to say, is it Diedrich? No, not Diedrich, not Diedrich. Um, fuck, I forget his name, but it, it'll come to him later on. But Troy has just stood out so bad in the worst ways um, to where it's like, I don't see how he survives next week. I'll be stunned if he survives next week. Um, and then Andrea was the young Andrea um, and shoot, what's her name? The comedian, I forget her name. Tanisha. Oh, Tressa, I really Tressa. like Tressa. Like, yeah, I enjoy her. I feel bad for her because I feel her. Everyone was saying she was like homegirl material, and I was like, just because she's funny. <laughs> Which also can we can we just can we talk about like what bullshit homegirl material? <laughs> I I literally wrote like two whole lines like how does that make sense? Don't you want a friend for life? Like what are you niggas thinking? <laughs> I adore her. Like home, like I get it. Like you're not gonna be attracted to everybody, and not everybody's gonna like you can like somebody as a person and want to be their friend, but not want them romantically. I get that. But homegirl material is the where where they lose me because like nothing about her is like homegirl material. You either attracted to her romantically or you not, and you can just say that because we're adults. And if you want to just say we can be friends, then that again we can say that because we're adults. But like home, like I don't look at her and say homegirl material. I see a woman who like everybody else has the potential for romance. Like I don't see her as like, oh, I'm just have her as my friend. So I think they full of shit with that. But I, do I feel like, like they were trying to use like PC terms, you know, they really wanted to say, you know, yeah. they don't want her for whatever other reason, but. It, exactly, Tiff, exactly. I feel, I, I agree with you. I feel the exact same way. Which nigga, if y'all don't, just, like if y'all just don't want to be attracted to her because she she's a bigger girl than just say that. Well, actually, no, don't say that because we don't need to hear that shit. Just keep that to yourself. But because she's still fine, so y'all stupid. <laughs> so also that. So just stop playing in my damn face. Um, but she was in the bottom too, and honestly, I was scared because I don't want. I didn't want to see her go home, but Andrea ended up going home, and honestly, that did not surprise me. Because I forgot she was there, so that made sense. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, Who's this girl looking like chili on my screen? <laughs> It's funny you call her chili because she was she was closed off and ice cold for like two episodes now. Cause like it, it was the same problem as one as Christian who went home last week. And I and you know, granted, I wanted him to get another chance because I would have sent Troy home, but I understand why, because you are on this show, and granted, it is in a limited time frame, but you're not putting yourself out there and every all damn near every conversation you have with some with multiple people is just dry and not going anywhere like you said like you forgot she was there it's it's easy to forget that she's there because she she did nothing to really stand out like everybody up until this point has done something to be like okay i remember who you are good or bad yeah not andrea so her going home was just not a surprise to me but at least she took it better than Ida did because Ida was big man. She was like, This is what y'all gonna do to me? Y'all gonna send me home this and that? 
But the way Andrea got sent home was so churchy. David was like, there's an appointed time for you. Like, <laughs> this just isn't that time. Like, Speaking of which, can we talk about the conversation he had with, I think he, it was he, uh, to, uh, Tanisha, and I want to say Bernisha? At the brunch? Yes, at the brunch. We was talking about waiting for marriage. And <laughs> that stood out about, to me for real. Like, I was like, ooh, how old are you? Waiting for marriage for sex. And I'm like, and listen to uh Tristan said it. She was like, bro, what did Dick do? <laughs> I, I love her. Give give her everything. Like she speaks for me. And like, cause even uh cause even Venetia was like, so if you wait for marriage to have sex, so when we get married, that was her that was her PC where it's also saying where the dick at. Like, I just, you know, listen, if you are somebody that want to wait, you know, and save yourself, I mean, but he been married once before, so I guess I guess maybe he waited to get married again to have it, because, you know, he don't want to, you know, just be out here on some whole shit, which, you know, I feel, but also, nigga, it is 2021. Like, I'm I'm not judging, but I, what I'm also saying is, I, I could As a woman, I'm nervous if a nigga tells me that, because, you know, it could be anything when it gets down to it. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, you know, a person that, you know, sex is everything, blah, blah, blah. But it damn sure is important. <laughs> like, imagine, like, imagine you, imagine you vibing with somebody, you, you really enjoy their company, you enjoy, you know, y'all on, on a good, like, imagine, imagine having the chemistry that AJ and Alexis had, but then AJ being like, you know what, I'm celibate. Like, excuse, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Listen, be like, excuse what? <laughs> So I don't, you know, but hey, you know, but he seems like a nice guy. He does, he does. Like I, I don't, I don't want to take that away from David. He does seem like a nice guy, but we just have very different philosophies as far as that goes. Because uh, <laughs> I want to know what that mouth do. So <laughs> I can't wait for marriage. I'm sorry. I, mm, 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 mm. But um, that was the episode. So Tiff, what like what stood out to you about this episode, if anything? You know, I really liked how when Tommy had the guys all together, they had that bonding moment. Um, With Joel, yes. yes. It just, I was like, I like when, you know, especially black men have that kind of brotherhood feeling and they just met each other. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need more of that. Like we need more brotherhood that's not steeped in toxicity and patriarchy. So that was, that was good to see. That was definitely good to see. Um I like that moment. I also liked, uh, I like Tommy holding, again, I said it before, but, you know, at the top of the episode, but the best repeating, I like that Tommy held um, Troy accountable. Like, bro, you cannot just be kissing up on people and doing all this. Like, bro, you are crossing boundaries. So I like that Tommy held him accountable for that. Um, Now, again, I personally still want to see him go home, but if he cleans it up, then, you know, then that's, if a lesson's learned, then that's good. Yeah, if a lesson's if a lesson is learned, then that's good. But also, still send his ass home. I don't like. Oh, that sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just do not. He 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 already fucked up with me. I do not like. I do not like that. I think he is a handsome old man, but I do not like that nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I do not like that nigga. He's no Ron Isley. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Dripply brothers. Drip. You know what? I might make that show. <laughs> <laughs> that one left me breathless. I was like, excuse. Listen, listen, Ron Isley was like, y'all, y'all, y'all can't match this drip. This this seasoned drip. 
Uh, so that was ready to love. Um, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I just want to see. I want to see where, well, they the well. I don't want to say couples because they ain't a couple yet. Um. Oh, speaking of which, um, I feel like Amber and Chris hit it off because both of them are <laughs> a proponent of splitting bills, which I'm not here to make fun of them. Um. Because again, I I still maintain and feel that Chris got a raw deal last last season, um, with the whole Nia thing, um, because she definitely was feeling that nigga. Um, she even boxed him out from trying, boxed him out from developing bonds with the other women just to flip on him, saying that she don't know him and she always been attracted to other niggas when he brought when he brought up splitting the bills and shit. So. It's good to see Chris back and bond- and bonding with people who who, who are not going yeah who are not gonna flip up on him because he he wants to split bills. <laughs> so I like that. Um, but overall, you know, the episode was fine. I'm really I'm really a fan of Jason and Kyra. I don't know if they're gonna make it to the end because you know I don't know if they're gonna go home or you know one of them. You know I don't know how it's gonna play out, but I really like them together. So the far, I really is like there for real. Yeah. Who, now, who now is it anybody besides Jason and Kyra? Is anybody else you like together that stands out to you? Who was the guy who saved Tressa? It was another um, beard. It wasn't uh, AJ, I, but the beard. I think that was. I think that was Driscoll. I think. But I like them too. Like the way they kind of meshed, even though they aren't so on romantic level yet. I feel like there's something there that can like spark up. I think. I think that's gonna be a slow burn. Like if both of them stay, I think that's gonna be a slow burn. To where like you, Diedrich, I'm sorry, I call that man Diedrich. <laughs> no, oh, Emerson. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be one of the things where like it builds up. Like yes, they it don't seem like romantic sparks yet, but he's open to it, and I feel like if they both stay, they they could potentially be like top three by the end of the show if they both stay. Um, I hope they keep her long enough to be honest. Like, yeah, that's the that's but that's right. That's that's the thing. I, I they have to stay there, and I feel like I feel like Tressa's on thin ice right now, and I think it's I think it's unfair. Well, I, I know it is. I, no, you can you can say that it's unfair. It's, un, <laughs> it's unfair to her. Like, I, it's unfair to her um, because the, these men definitely have a type, even if they don't say it out loud. They definitely. I feel like. I feel like Diedrich and probably Jason are the only two that are like trying to give her a chance. And the rest of them are just like, uh, oh, she cool, but you know, I'm not really attracted to her. And it's mostly because of her body type. I mean, we could call the thing a thing. Because yes, because probably the closest one to her in terms of thickness is Venetia. But you know, let's be honest. Last year. You know, let's be honest. Like, yes, Venetia is thick, but she thick in that, you know, that that way that, you know nigga that you know niggas Nick like Nash. <laughs> right but uh i hope i won't trust her to go as far as she possibly can because she i feel like they're giving her a raw deal and i want to see her flourish um give her a spinoff if she can. all right like even I'll write a like, like even if she don't make it this far give her own show shit but that was it for ready to love and i think that's it for this episode um Really, you know, normally we it would probably be longer, but again, I <laughs> I told y'all last week. I besides that bit of tea and mess from Real Housewives, I 
I I checked out. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. I I'm sorry. I did not watch the reunion. I'm glad to watch the reunion. I'm I'm sorry. I just can't. I'm I'm, I'm real housewives out. Well, at least I'm Atlanta out. I'm real housewives of Atlanta out. Um, and Mar- like I said, marriage medicine for me was pretty light. You know, I'm looking at my notes here, and you know what we what stood out to me and you know stuff that i could you know write down is what i did but it was this was a light week in my opinion so we apologize you know i apologize if the episode is a bit light um and a bit shorter than usual but you know i still think we got to the meat and potatoes which is the most important thing um tiff thank you so much for co-hosting with me um this was a pleasure pleasure. (laughs) um tell people where they can find you Again, I'm Tully Two on everything. That's T-U-L-L-E-Y-T-O-O. And I have to shout out my friend Kelly for letting me use her DirecTV login so I could catch up on all these shows. Hey, that's a real one right there. Like when your friends let you use their login, that's a real one right there. Yeah, that's my girl. But uh, yeah, shout out to Candace for reaching out as well. Uh, little baby Taj, London, Mike, the whole gang over there. Indeed. Well, that is it for this episode of Ratchet Ramblings. We will be back next week um, with another guest. Um, Again, while I'm canvassing out on maternity leave, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting the show. Again, tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave a like, rating, comment, review, what I'll have you. Only five stars, though, please. No one star wars. Thank you very much. Um, And yeah, we out. Peace.